welcome to episode two. It's me, Janice. And I'm Rachel. All right, so this is another episode of Choosing Yourself with Janice and Rachel. We honestly started this podcast as kind of a heart-to-heart conversation with each other that we wanted to share with everyone. Just hoping that people can kind of relate to it and maybe feel as if they're sitting with us and relating with us as well. It is definitely aimed to be more of a like a conversation for everyone so that we can learn from each other and kind of get some advice that may help us cope with different things that we feel throughout our lives. And so now starting from for this episode, as I've said, we received tons of feedback and questions from people. And one of the most common one was about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Rachel kind of hit on imposter syndrome a little bit on our last episode, but today we wanted to focus more on it. And so for those who aren't really aware of it, what exactly is imposter syndrome? It's essentially a psychological pattern where people doubt their skills, talents, intelligence, and or accomplishments, and they have a persistent kind of internal fear of of being exposed as kind of a fraud or an imposter. And people have a lot of self-doubt about themselves and feeling inadequate about their potential. And we feel, we just feel as if fraud is in our personal and or professional lives, which is something that a lot of people suffer from. I mean, Rachel and I, we are guilty of (laughs) suffering from imposter syndrome for sure. Yes. So we both graduated from four-year college with science degrees. We've worked in various and numerous jobs since we were teenagers. And now we're in grad school aiming to become healthcare professionals. And yet we just we just still don't really feel adequate. I know that I, and I'm sure Rachel also feels this way too, we place so much expectations upon ourselves, even though we know that we've done a lot, but we still have those, we still have those feelings of anxiety, doubting ourselves, frustration, and just really low self-esteem. Yeah, so I feel like um, with imposter syndrome, you kind of just feel like you're going to be found out that you don't deserve to be here. So like we can use, say, let me use like pharmacy school for an example. Um, Sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm surrounded by geniuses. And what am I doing here? Like they're going to find out that I'm not as smart as them. Like my future employers are going to say like, how did she even make it through school? You know, she doesn't know anything. And it's just like such a common thing that way more people than we think go through. Because when I mentioned it in the first episode, like a lot of people actually said they go through the same thing. And I've heard it from other other healthcare students, like people in med school feel this way. Um, and it actually helped me a lot to find out that I'm not the only one that feels like this. Mm-hmm. Because perfectly capable and really, really smart people that I know have said this. And I'm like, how do you feel like an imposter? You're a genius. But they feel that way. So I'm I'm thinking like, a lot of people have this feeling, but in reality, they're actually very much more smart and capable than they think of themselves. So it's really just like a negative self-talk thing, I feel like. Um, and it's just a it's just like you feel like you're gonna be discovered. You feel like a fraud. <laughs> and you know, it can be it can be in a lot of different aspects. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you're in pharmacy school and in Mm -hmm. nursing school is the same thing. Like everyone, I know a lot of people who, a lot of nursing students in my class just think that, oh, there's so many smart people. Like everyone 
like it's super competitive, but also everyone is super smart. And then you feel like, oh my God, I'm an idiot <laughs> compared to all these people. Like people are going to start thinking that I'm a lot dumber than like, I'm too dumb to be in this program. Like, how did I even get into this program? Like someone like me who is potentially not as smart or experienced as a lot of people. And then you just, you get that fear, as you've said, that we're going to get exposed. Yeah. And your brain really do have you thinking this way. Like you really think that you're dumb and like non-deserving and it's just crazy because that's not the case. And like, we're going to talk about things that kind of helped us get over this feeling, but it's just crazy how many people actually go through this. Yeah. And it's not even just with school, like with relationships or uh, toxic friendships. And for example, relating it back to boys, Rachel and I have experienced so many toxic relationships with people, um, especially boys, that we constantly believe that we don't deserve to be respected or wanted. And trust us when we said, like, boys talk to us and try to take advantage of our insecurities and sweet talk us for months. And then we discover that they're talking to like 50 other girls or they don't want commitment yet and continue they want to continue talking to us. I mean, obviously that doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great for either of us, any of us. And it's definitely not, and we still, we think it's not their fault. It's ours, but that's not true. It's not our fault whatsoever. We choose to blame ourselves for not letting ourselves be good enough to be in a, to be wanted in a commitment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that kind of situation too, like you're so quick to think like, what's wrong with me? And like, that's obviously like a whole other like bag of worms right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you're in a lot of situations, you're so quick to think like, what's wrong with me? Like there must be something wrong with me. And like, in reality, it's no one's fault. We're just 24. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's no one fault. It's no one's fault, especially not ours or yeah. yours. Like there's nothing wrong with us specifically. Oh, okay. Like not that there's nothing wrong with us. Like I'm sure there's a lot wrong with us. Yeah. No one's perfect. <laughs> but, but you know, in that sort of situation. So like basically like it's a whole sort of negative self-talk thing. Um, no matter the situation, you do deserve to be there. You deserve to be respected when it comes to relationships you, I don't know, you just deserve to have someone treat you right um, and kind of someone who's on the same page. Like, again, like a whole other topic, but when it comes to imposter syndrome, like you are good enough. And I feel like that's easy to say. Like, that's so easy to say. But for example, like I had a co-op Um, last year. So a co-op is just like a semester of working for on-the-job experience. So I worked in a pharmacy. And at the end of my co-op, I had like a feedback session with my boss preceptor. And she was like saying, well, I expressed how I was so afraid that my performance was bad, like that I didn't know anything. I really felt like I didn't do well. And I was like, I don't really know. Like, what do you guys think? And they were like, you did so well. Like you did really well. You excelled. And I was so surprised to hear that. Like imagine my surprise when the whole time I thought that I was doing so bad and that I didn't know anything. 
And so I just feel like you'll be so surprised by what other people think of your performance, your intelligence. You know, they, they think that you're the genius when right. you're sitting here thinking, I, I'm an idiot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. So from other people's perspectives, I think you'd be so surprised because I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised as heck. <laughs> so yeah, you'd be just really surprised like to know what other people think about like your performance, your intellect. I mean, you know, one thing I like thought of is if like Elon Musk, right? Right. Right. <laughs> That's a like a good example. Um Imagine if he was like, oh, I'm not smart enough to be here. I don't deserve to be here in whatever situation he was in. And then he was like, you know, I'm, I don't deserve to be here. I'm just going to give up. We wouldn't even have like the technology that he's pioneered, exactly. you know? I think we definitely need to give ourselves more credit for what we've accomplished because it takes a lot to get to where each of us are and even though we don't think about it that way, like we think we still think we didn't do enough. We're not accomplishing enough. We don't have enough achievements, but honestly it's 2020. And in, in this day and age, I feel like for us to be where we are right now, it takes a lot. Especially like, in 2020, especially in 2020. Like it takes a lot for you to be there, like where you are. And you, we have to give ourselves credit for that. Yeah. And from this year, I'm sure a lot of us have felt so much anxiety. And through that anxiety, like we get a lot of depression and we start thinking a lot of negativity and low self-esteem. And we just, we really need to take a step back and just try to focus our thoughts on how much we've done and how much effort and energy and courage it took for us to get to be here right now, as cringy as that may sound. <laughs> no, but um, honestly. But really, yeah, I like we all, I'm sure a large majority of us have experienced or suffered from imposter syndrome without even realizing that that's what we're experiencing. Like Rachel and I always just try to remind ourselves or remind each other, like we've accomplished a lot. Like we if you worked in retail, like you suffered a lot, like you suffered a lot, like you, you gone through it and it's time to really just like take a step back and stop doubting ourselves and just try to remind yourself or allow other to remind you that you're good. You're adequate. You're not an imposter. You're not a fraud. Yeah. I think it helps to know too, that most successful people feel this way. Like I think Michelle Obama had a TED talk about how she suffers from imposter syndrome. No way. Yeah. Oh and uh, she's amazing. Like she's done a lot and yet she still like suffers from it. She still feels like she can be like she still feels like she's a fraud sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of successful people too like they don't know everything right away. They learn as they go. I think You know, it's easy to feel like a fraud when you feel like you don't know everything Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to know, but people learn as they go. That's a thing. You know, you don't have to know everything that you're doing. I mean, I know I absolutely don't know. I don't know a lot. 
Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe, know that's all. <laughs> maybe that's the imposter syndrome talking. Maybe. I don't know. But in reality, we don't know a lot. But it's not like we don't know anything. We, exactly. we do know a lot, but we may not know a lot more than like maybe some other people, but they may feel the same way about other people. Yeah. But not knowing a lot compared to other people does not mean that you don't know a lot. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, literally. And like, you know, <laughs> as funny as an example this may be, like when we started this podcast last week <laughs> on 11-11, by the way, that was the date we started it. Pretty, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. We didn't know how to make a podcast. <laughs> Low key. We had no idea. It took us eight hours to figure out how to do it. And we were like, we don't even know if people are going to like this. This might be just like absolutely weird. Just for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally just for us. So like, I guess like we also felt like podcast imposters. <laughs> oh, definitely. It was, it was literally eight hours of us to <laughs> two people who had no, not no knowledge, but very inadequate knowledge about or experience more experience of how to make a podcast how there's a lot more that goes to it than we expected mm-hmm. than I'll, like I'm sure a lot of people expected but I mean we figured it out and we're still figuring it out as we go along this is only episode two but we keep learning each time we're doing this and yeah. that goes that can go for school and jobs and just as life like you're always learning as you go and it's like a step-by-step process you're not gonna achieve amazing results immediately or spontaneously like everything takes time and that goes for how we live our lives too Mm -hmm. yeah I mean um I think like another thing is I I forget where I was going with that. But like, okay, so it's easy for us to say to each other that, okay, stop thinking this way and stuff like that. But there are actually ways f- that we deal with imposter syndrome that honestly really helps us. I mean, Rachel, you decide to do yoga teaching. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole story. So um, I have done yoga through the years here and there, and it was awesome. And then I would find myself thinking, like, it would be so cool to be one of the teachers, like one of the yoga teachers, but I could never do that. I could never do that because I'm not flexible enough. I'm not good at public speaking. You know, just a list of, like, reasons that I would think to myself. I could never do something like that. Um, And I was actually listening to the Manifestation Babe podcast, and it's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, You know, it's really inspirational. So I was kind of inspired to just like look into yoga teacher training a little bit more after listening to it. And so I looked into it. I Googled, do you have to be flexible to be a yoga teacher? (laughs) Because right now, I'll admit, I'm not the most flexible person. But the article, whatever, was like, no, you don't have to be flexible to start yoga teacher training. So I was at that moment, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And like, I'm really glad that I started it because it, it is a lot more than just being flexible. Um, I have to I have to say, like, it's one of the most insightful 
I don't know what to call it, like class, like program, I guess. Um, I've just learned so much about like life through it because it has a lot to do with meditation too. So I don't know. It's just, um, it's not mainly about the physical, like physical class teaching, I guess, but it is six months long. So over six months, if I practice, I can get flexible. I can learn how to public speak. You Mm -hmm. know, I can get comfortable with it. So I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I started it because I I realized I can do it. All I have to do is is practice throughout it. But I'm glad I got it started and didn't wait any longer. I guess that's the thing. I didn't let my like negative self talk like hold me back any longer. From that point, I was like, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Like, what if I'm gonna be a really good yoga teacher someday? But I never even tried. Tried exactly. So yeah. I felt like that was just a good example because I felt like I would be an imposter, but really you just learn along the way. And I think that's what most people do. You know, you're not a fraud for not knowing everything right away. Exactly. And I think it's really important that we emphasize that to you guys and to us. I mean, we're starting this podcast. I mean, starting this podcast, as Rachel said, was enough to give us imposter syndrome because we don't know what we're doing. But when we thought, when we when we came up with this idea of starting a podcast, we immediately both thought maybe, like, what can we talk about that people may want to listen to? And we just real we realized that a huge chunk of our conversations involve kind of supporting each other, reminding each other how we're good enough and like all the accomplishments we've that we've achieved and just we talk a lot about school obviously and what kind of careers we want and giving advice to each other and we kind of just thought maybe people would benefit from hearing from these conversations because it benefits each other so maybe someone else would like to hear this for themselves who may be experiencing the same things as us. And it is a really good thing that we put ourselves out there like this. And sure, like we're not going to draw everyone's attention. Like nobody's perfect. No one's not everyone's going to like you and not everyone's going to agree with you. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be people who will and will benefit from this. If we like help, if we are able to help someone I'd rather that and help like one person than not have even started it at all, you know. And this is definitely us coming out of our comfort zones. We're not yeah. we're not the biggest um social media advertising, marketing, whatever kind of people. We don't talk about ourselves to the public like this. So this is definitely like a huge step out of our comfort zone. Um yeah, this it's like when we think about how many people are actually listening to our conversations right now, like it freaks us out um, just a little bit. But we're like, you know, like it's for the better. Like it's a good thing, I guess, you know, it is for the good thing. I mean, it's it's not only for us, but it's for everyone else, too. Essentially, just like the point of this episode was talking about imposter syndrome because every one of us experiences it. Like even the people who don't expect to have that, like everyone does feel at some point in their lives that they're going to be exposed as some sort of fraud because they may not think they're good enough. 
they may think that they don't have enough experience or knowledge. Like when you're applying for a job, you're like, oh my God, like if they want me as an interview, they're going to think I'm an idiot or some sort of imposter. Like I don't look like my resume or um, I'm not going to be able to answer any of their questions because I don't know anything about anything. And every like everyone goes through that. And I've gone through that during interviews <laughs> for sure. But I've gotten jobs. I'm telling you, I've been through a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews <laughs> in my life. And I didn't get like a large majority of those jobs. But each of those interviews gave me more experience and insight on how interviews are like. And now going to interviews, I'm so much more confident. I think like really, um, that's a really good point that you make about resumes too. Um, I feel like a lot of people do think, wow, my resume looks good, but but they're going to find out that I don't live up to my resume. Um, I know I've felt that in the past because, you know, you have had so much experience over the years and it's all on your resume and it looks so good. But then you just show up and you're like, what if, you know, what if they loved my resume and then they, they think I'm an idiot? And the thing that's helped me the most is just knowing that they have been in this position most likely, if not still feeling this way. Like they have felt like an imposter before. Maybe they got over it and it was just in school for them. Or maybe they still feel like that. Like you have no idea. I think it's more common than we really think. Uh, yeah, it definitely is. Like It's never just you. Just take some time to remind yourself that look at where you are today and realize that you have not, you would not have gotten there if you weren't smart, capable, and determined. Right. And you know more than you think. I'm not just saying that. I've like at my co-op where I got that feedback, I was surprised to learn that I knew more than I thought. Mm-hmm. So seriously, take our word for it. You do know more than you think, even if you feel like an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, even if it doesn't seem like it, even if yeah. you get called out for making some stupid mistake or not being able to answer some question in an interview or like during class, like that, none of that determines your adequacy or your knowledge or who you are. Like, it's just a stupid question that you didn't know. Yeah. Or some job you just started that you've had no experience in. Like, we start out having no experience mm-hmm. in things. Yeah. And like with mistakes, going off of that, I think even the most successful people make mistakes. Like I know in my um, in my court in one of my courses, we were talking about mistakes and making mistakes and how that can be really scary. But even the most experienced people in the field have and still do make mistakes. So just because you make a mistake, it doesn't mean you don't know anything or like you're not worthy of being there. <laughs> this sounds so tacky. Everyone makes mistakes, but it's it's so true mm-hmm. and it helps me to know that that really experienced people do make them. Mm-hmm. And really for like helps. speaking for um all of my nursing student friends or around the world. I just finished my senior practicum and I've spoken to a lot of nurses and nurses who've been working for like 30 years still make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're still learning. They're not professional. They're not like absolute professionals 
at what they do. Like they are professionals, but they're still learning. There's still things that they don't know and that they have to learn as each day goes by. They don't know every single procedure or every single intervention, every single medication. Like we don't know everything. And while we're going to start applying for jobs and working as new grad nurses, we're going to walk in there feeling as if we don't know anything. (laughs) And I mean, I know I will. And feel so inexperienced, but I mean, you are inexperienced. Like that's the point of being a new nurse or a new whatever profession you're going to, like a new pharmacist. You're going to walk into your first job feeling like an absolute dumbass, like not knowing anything. And that's okay because that manager that hired you started out that way too. I mean, look at where they are now and that could be you too in the future. Yeah. It takes time. Everything always takes time. It does. So for our program, we have rotations coming up next next May, I think is when they start. Um, And these rotations are going to be so intensive. Like we are basically um, expected to know how to be pharmacists at that point. And a lot of us feel like we are not ready for that because it's a huge jump, a huge learning curve, and it's really scary. I mean, we're going to walk in and be expected to do job functions that we may have helped with before, but lead on them. And that is so scary. Um, So I know that's going to be like a really kind of, you know, a tough time with negative self-thoughts because you're going to be thinking like, what am I doing here? Like they probably think I'm so dumb doing, doing these things. I have no idea what I'm doing. And also upperclassmen do by the end of these rotations seem a lot more confident. So I'm like, maybe it's just something you learn over the course of the rotation. It is. It definitely is through everything you're just like learning as you go. Yeah. And it's super important to emphasize that we should not have low self-esteem as hard as that may sound and seem like self-love is a really, really hard journey. And it's really hard to go from not feeling deserving to feel like you deserve to be there, to have a career, to have a non-toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. to let go of that hookup culture. Like it's really hard and it's hard for Rachel and I, we're still on that journey to self-acceptance and loving ourselves and allowing us to be happy. As I've said before, like everyone suffers from imposter syndrome, but it's important to take a step back and just remind yourself that you are good enough. Like you do deserve to have the career that you want, the job that you want, the school or program that you're in or you want to get into. And we just need to, I guess, just learn to realize how to appreciate ourselves more. Just to reiterate, it's not easy to get to where you are. It's several, several of us have faced many obstacles to get to where we are. So like Rachel and I have gone through so, so much. And a lot of us are in, in a really hard program and really hard curriculum in school, or we are in a job that wasn't easiest for us to get into, or a job that's super, super hard that not everyone can do. And I'm sure a huge chunk of us are working and 
or in school while trying to pay off our loans, our debt. Many of us had faced adversity and racial discrimination. And it's not easy going through life for many of us. But I mean, we're going through it. We're still going through each day. And by overcoming so many of these obstacles and accomplishments, like we don't even realize how much we've been able to get through ourselves. And I guess we just need to, I don't know, remind ourselves that we are very, very capable people. <laughs> if you're 18 or you're like you're 24, 28, you're 30, like you've gone through a good amount of years, like a good amount of some sort of experience. And I'm sure throughout those years, there's there may have been one or two or a couple of obstacles that you've had to face, hard obstacles that you don't realize or you don't want to be reminded. But I mean, you went through it. Or maybe people are going through obstacles today. Like I'm sure a lot of people are because it means 2020, everyone's facing some sort of obstacle. Oh, yeah. But you're getting like you're going through it and you're getting there. And it's not easy. Yeah. Hopefully through these examples, you can start to see that your intelligence or other qualities are way more more, um, more amazing than what your negative self-talk is telling you. Yeah. And just know that you are good enough. Like you don't have to know everything right now. So yeah, we just, yeah, we hope that our like experience helps. You feel like you're not alone, like really drives the point home and lets you know that everyone goes through it. We do. Feel, you can always feel free to like talk to us about anything. We're kind of an open book. <laughs> yeah. We're really open to like hearing about people's concerns because we're sure that it's probably something we've also experienced. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to, when it comes to imposter syndromes, mm-hmm. syndrome, me and Rachel are very <laughs> professionals. Yeah. We're, we're kind of experts on the topic. We're like experts. <laughs> It's true. It's true. So like, thank you guys again for listening. We really appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting. You guys are awesome. We love our friends, every one of you. Thank you for like sharing on your Instagram stories or sharing our podcast to your friends and families. Um, This is something that Rachel and I really like doing so far. We think it's great. I mean, it's helping us. Like, it's nice to know that you're not alone, that people feel similar or the same things as you are feeling. You can reach out to us. We have a Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's just Choosing Yourself with Janice and Rachel. And then Instagram, it's Choosing Yourself JR. Feel free to reach out to us on those platforms. We're open to, to like any feedback, any questions you have or topics that you want us to talk about. And... Yeah. Thank you guys. Follow us on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>